house? For sure. Logs that need snaked? Oh yeah. Rap Plumbing and Heating has not met a job they can't handle. Too big a crap? Call Dan Rap at 429-1196. Over the next few months, YDOT will be studying sections of Coffin Avenue and Brundage Lane to identify safety and traffic concerns. The results of the study will recommend improvements to Coffin Avenue and Brundage Lane that will benefit local vehicle traffic, bicycles, and pedestrians in the community, as well as regional and tourist traffic that travels through Sheridan. As residents of Sheridan County, your feedback will help identify concerns the project team can focus on and address when determining improvements. To participate, we invite you to take a moment to view the online presentation and complete the survey available on the City of Sheridan's webpage. And then join us for an open house on Tuesday, October 17th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. at the Wyoming National Guard, 3219 Coffeen Avenue. We look forward to your input and helping YDOT continue to make Sheridan a great community to live in. At Sunlight Federal Credit Union, we know how important convenience, time, and flexibility are for you. That's why we've joined the Co-op Shared Branching Network, which gives you access to your account at over 5,600 branches across all 50 states. That's just one more way we make Sunlight Federal Credit Union your branch for your funds, no matter what you're doing or where you're at. Join Sunlight Federal Credit Union today and start experiencing the credit union difference. Remember when your mom used to say, don't break your arm, patting yourself on the back? Well, if you ignored her and broke your arm, then the Health Nut is the place for you to get all healthy again. Every inch of the Health Nut can make you feel better about yourself. The soup, sandwich, and salad bar, and smoothie so good you'll forget you even got a broke arm. Remember how your mom used to say you'd forget your head if it wasn't glued on? Well, we can't fix that, but most everything else at the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. Hi, this is Ken with Prime Rate Motors, and we are looking to buy your clean used vehicles, campers, UTVs, and tractors of any age. Are your payments too high? We will also down trade you out of your current vehicle into a more affordable one. Or if you just need a professional assessed value of your current car, truck, or SUV, we do on the spot appraisals. Stop by 2305 Coffeen Avenue in Sheridan or call 674 6677 and also see our full inventory at primeratemotors.com. Mossholders Design Center is here to help you create a space that you'll love. If you're relocating, remodeling, or just refreshing your home, Mossholders Talented Design Team can help you through the process. With free in-home consultations, Mossholders will be able to find the furniture and finishing touches that work best with your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Mossholders Designers can get it done. Mossholders, furniture is our passion. Come to Ucross for unparalleled bird hunting at Clear Creek Hunting. Guided and unguided pheasant hunts are available and open from now through March. Enjoy groomed hunt fields with perfect cover and plenty of birds to ensure you and your group a successful hunt. Now's the time. Call Clear Creek Hunting today, 737-2237 to get your reservations in early while the birds last. Because when they're gone, they're gone. The best place to hunt, Clear Creek Hunting in Ucross. 
Your search for office supplies starts right here at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. We've stocked our office supply department with supplies that meet your everyday work challenges. Our online store at SheridanCommercial.com where you can explore and discover exclusive deals and compare prices with a few clicks. So whether you prefer the in-store experience at 303 Broadway or the digital office store at SheridanCommercial.com, the Sheridan Commercial Company and office supply store is your partner open seven days a week. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whiting. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Each year in the United States, about 240,000 cases of breast cancer are diagnosed in women and about 2,100 in men. About 42,000 women and 500 men in the U.S. die each year from breast cancer. October gives us an opportunity to remember those that we've lost, recognize those who continue to fight, and the ones who help them in the battle. It's also a great month to schedule a mammogram. Joining me this morning is Sheridan Memorial Hospital Foundation Director of Donor Relations, Ada Curvin, and Foundation Development Coordinator, Jasmine Slater. Good morning, ladies, and welcome back to the show. Good morning. Good Thanks morning for having us. Oh, happy Monday. It's right? a Monday. It's, it's a beautiful it's Monday. Absolutely it's absolutely gorgeous. Out. I, I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. Nice I was a little worried. Up here. That uh, it was going to turn a little white on us no. over the weekend. No, yeah. we don't do that. Not till after the link. It's a rule. <laughs> I'm well, hoping. Yeah. We, we like the white dusting on the beautiful bighorns. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, can, that works. Mm-hmm. Great viewscape mm-hmm. there. But the, it can stay up there yeah. for, for as, as long as it. So. Oh, yeah. Let's give it a month. Okay. A month. A month. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but it is a coming. Now, How long have you, Jasmine, been with uh, Sheridan Memorial Hospital Foundation itself? Yeah, so I have been at the hospital for five years, um, and I really started working with the foundation as soon as I started as the volunteer coordinator, Um, and then we had like an official switch after a year. So I've really been working with the foundation for my full five five years um, as the development coordinator, which kind of one of those things when people ask you what do you do every day and yeah. you know you tell them a title and it's it's kind of a little bit of everything which is really great for me um, and what my passions are so I get to work with our volunteers at the hospital which is so rewarding and such a such a wonderful group of people um, with the foundation you know philanthropy and volunteering they go hand in hand so it's really great um, to be able to bridge those two I do a lot of event planning and marketing with the foundation. So a lot of our efforts, when it comes to a campaign, it comes to an event, it can come to a meeting, anything like that. And just being able to support the efforts of the foundation. And it's really at its core, just everything that we do at the hospital, we want to be able to support our people, the things that they do and being able to share in that good news and be able to, um, you know, really be that conduit um, between the community and the, in the foundation and share in that um, and be able to do that. And that does take some some event planning. It does take some marketing. It does take some of that relationship building. So I like to, you know, work with our marketing team to be able to do that. When it comes to people, it's like yeah. the jack of all trades. I'll sure. handle it, right? Yeah. Like when it comes to working with the public and civilians, because you and I really started working together closely when Alan left. Mm-hmm. And so was that like a, well, I'll take on Sheridan Memorial Hospital's PR stuff as well. Or was that just kind of always there, but Alan filled that role? 
Yeah, I think what, you know, really what it is, is the foundation works with all of our departments. And I think that we are just really able to highlight so many of the things that they do because we work so, so readily with them. Um, and so I think it's just a really great relationship that we have with all of those departments and all of our service lines. You know, the Welch Cancer Center is a perfect example of that. You know, the Welch Cancer Center exerts, exists as its own service line, right? It is, is its own department and does all of these wonderful things that we want to highlight. But the work that the foundation does, the work that the link does is another story in and of itself because we are able to work with them on things like the Breast Boutique and help support them with different organizations throughout the community. Mammograms helping support screening and early detection. And those are just all these other little olive branches that break off of it. And so I think that a lot of it is just how we build those connections between the foundation and the hospital. And I think that's a lot of where it came from um, and just being able to build that. And I think there was just wanting to really highlight the work that the foundation is doing with the hospital and helping tell those stories. That's a lot of the work that we do. Um, and really just highlighting that and being able to share in all of the work that we're doing together. And so I think that's really where we wanted to get back on public pulse and share in those stories. And, you know, our staff, not just our doctors, but our nurses and, you know, our administrative staff really wanting to tell those stories. And I think that this is a great platform to be able to do that. And after COVID, we had a really great relationship with you guys yeah. um, talking on a regular basis and just wanting to rebuild that and, and find different ways to be able to, to leverage that. So I think we're in a great position to do that. And, you know, we have great additions to our teams every single day from marketing to the foundation to, you know, new employee orientation. Every, every two weeks we have, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20 new employees helping wow. to build, you know, a growing hospital to support a growing community. And so I think that that's just really important and being able to continue sharing in that information with our community and with shared media and, you know, with everyone that we work with. You know, Jasmine, I, I'm, I'm glad COVID's kind of calmed down to the point where we don't have to report all the time, but I yeah. will say this. I, I do miss those once a week meetings, just kind of sitting back because you get to know everybody after yeah. as long as, as it goes on, you know, Absolutely. start joking around together and having a good time. And so I do miss communicating with the hospital as frequently as, as we used to, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, that was cut off for a good reason. Yeah. We, <laughs> we can set that up again <laughs> hey. because there is, there's a lot to talk about Absolutely. and I think you don't always appreciate or understand the, the connectivity of all of us up there throughout the organization. And we do all work really closely together. When Jasmine said she's only been here five years, I thought, oh, that can't be. It's got to be 10. Or, I mean, it feels like she's been here forever uh, doing such great work and yeah. connecting us in so many new and really important ways so people can get the best care. Ada, how long have you been with the foundation? Really, quite a, quite a number of years. Yeah. <laughs> she but says I that so lightly. Like Jasmine talks about uh, a new form of math that I do, but I've been at the hospital for 26 years. Wow. So a long time and really have watched, you know, this change happen across these years and the different service lines that we've been able to help support and that this community has supported. And certainly this week for us and this month and, and I have to say all year long, we're talking about the importance of cancer screening and early detection, because that means that, people may have different treatment options mm -hmm. and the success of that treatment and might that, be improved when yes. it's found early. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I was so going to say. Mm -hmm. We're yeah. all about that this month. And we love the fact that the link has grown into something bigger than what we ever dreamed. But 
through the years that we've been holding this event, you think about the changes in technology and equipment and programs and all of the work that we do supports the people who need this important care right here close to home with their family and friends. And, and we certainly uh, want to do everything we can to make sure that people are getting the services that they need. Ada, one thing that I've noticed, you know, since I started working here only a few years ago, uh, the advancements in technology up at the hospital mm-hmm. have really surprised me. And not just that, but, and Jasmine, maybe you do this on purpose. I'm sure you probably do to an extent, or if the hospital's just full of them, but I mean, consummate professionals coming in here, speaking about what they do on a day-to-day basis, everybody's job is fascinating mm-hmm. up there. And, and being able to sit and have that conversation and just have them being, you know, very candid, and open about what happens up there, and and why they do what they do. I have not spoken to anybody from the hospital who who I didn't like by you know just sitting in these brief interactions a, that I had. Uh, really, the passion that healthcare workers have for their jobs and for the people they serve is remarkable. Absolutely. And, um, there are days when it's really difficult for them, and they work long hours, and and they're still there. They're they're there for their patients and. That goes from nutritional services to our case management team to the CNAs and people who register. We're trying to do the best we can, but there's been a lot of growth, and we're we're figuring out new ways to make sure that people have the access they need to the care they need when they need it. And I I love this past year we've been able to do some things with our radiology team and with mammography that I think have changed. Uh, the diagnosis portion for our patients and so we've been able to help with some purchasing of new equipment in the mammography center and for um, biopsies and it's made a big difference for our patients and I think our physicians are very excited about the way that technology ensures that they're going to be able to do the best diagnosis work with each person they work with. Now tell me a little bit about the Welsh Cancer Center. Um, You know it's not something you know, the C word, right? Um, the one thing we're all kind of afraid of. It's like it's something that we're all susceptible to. So it's a lot like mortality. We don't want to say the word out yeah. loud, right? And But this center, it's, its sole purpose is to focus on different, the various types of cancer, the treatments, and the recovery from those treatments. Right. From beginning, really, they're with a patient from beginning of their diagnosis, sometimes before the official diagnosis through their treatment and then overseeing their survivorship and how they're getting on with their life after they've been through that experience. But the cancer center, I would say the Welch Cancer Center is a huge part of this community and this community helped to build that cancer center. We had close to 3,000 individual donors and businesses and foundations who helped us raise the money to build that center. And so uh, people are vested, and when they need help, they know that they can call and yeah. get what they need. I talk to a lot of students. Um, I, I get the pleasure of working with a lot of our organizations that, you know, you know, it can be elementary school, but junior high, high school, the college. And when I kind of talk about the Welch Cancer Center, it is this all-encompassing um, thing. But one of the things I talk about is, you know, you think about, like, the day that you felt the sickest. You had the flu. You were staying at home. You felt awful. And then someone said, you need to go to school. And you're like, no, I can't, I can't do that. I can't handle it. Um, you know, having a Welch Cancer Center, having a cancer center or a group of people that are here to care for you at home 
it is so vital um, to so many people. And people forget, you know, if you had to go to two hours away, six hours away, just how much that stress that adds yeah. on to the experience, um, how much healing that that can provide. And I know that there's situations that we can't avoid, right? There are things that we have to do that you might have to go to another organization. A but larger one or something absolutely. like that. And, yeah. and there's, there's no denying that. We are in a rural community, right? But we have a team that is going to help you through that all the same. If you have to go to somewhere six hours away, somewhere three hours away, you know, they're going to help you coordinate that care and they're going to help you work through that. Um, if that's the case and make it as, as seamless a transition as possible, if there, if it's not something that we can do at home, but you know, on your worst day, do you really want to travel four hours round trip to do something like that? Probably not. Are you going to want to sleep in your own bed and come home to your, the own comforts of home? Absolutely. And that's just at the, at the simplest level of patient care, that's something that that provides. And, and sometimes just talking to students about that and helping them understand what that means for a patient is, is vital. I mean, the Welch Cancer Center provides, you know, chemotherapy and, you know, radiation, infusion, so many things to immunocompromised patients along with our cancer center patients. But, you know, we can have anywhere from twelve to 15,000 encounters, meaning people coming in and out. Now, that could be the same patient coming in once a week, coming in every day for three weeks. But that means that's how many times a patient is walking through that door or someone is walking through that door. That's a lot of people yeah. that are coming in and out of there that our community created an opportunity for someone to stay at home and have that care right here. And I think October is a great opportunity for us to highlight breast cancer awareness. But I think people are so aware of all the different colors of cancer and how there's something every single month that we can highlight. And, and that that can be beautiful and overwhelming all at the same time. And so we've tried really hard to encompass all of that cancer screening and prevention for all types of cancer and comfort and care funds for all types of cancer and diagnoses, because that is so important, not, you know, to, to so many different people and how they, how they relate to cancer, as you said, and how it, it impacts so many people in so many different ways. And, and, you know, cancer doesn't discriminate. And so yeah. how, you know, those people find those common bonds and families and survivors and, you know, it, it is just one of those things that people come together on so many different levels. And I think the Welch Cancer Center really um, is, is just a, is, is just one pivotal piece of what that looks like. And I, th I think that ongoing health care for everyone, it's like we have a certain responsibility to take care of ourselves and there are screening all different kinds of screening for, you know, not only for breast cancer, but lung cancer, melanoma, um, melanoma, mm -hmm. yeah. um, skin cancer, uh, all kinds of mm -hmm. different things. And so knowing that our hospital is there to help you access whatever you're needing and through our events and through our really generous community, we've been able to help support a new area of the hospital, which is our financial advocates and those are really trained individuals that can help a family and a patient navigate that journey and find, like, there is no reason why you shouldn't have cancer screening. Mm -hmm. It's really important, and it's really important to find it early. Mm -hmm. And if you're worried about that because you might not have money to pay for a screening exam, we have folks at, at the hospital who are ready to help you talk about that and see what it is you need work with your primary care or internal medicine physician or whoever your uh, contact is for your health care and 
see if we can get that set up for you. Yeah. And the state of Wyoming also has funds available. And so we just have a lot of different uh, ways that we can help individuals access that care that they need. But it can be overwhelming, right? Like all those different options is so overwhelming, but that is, that is part of what having those people there is that is their niche. That is what they understand. Just like a doctor has a specialty, just like a nurse has an area they work in, just like we, you know, have an area at a department that we work in. That's something that they can work with. They, they have, um, day in and day out, they work with our state, they work with our city, different funds, different things that they can work on and figure out. Um, to help get you the funding that you that helps you and if you know that's what our funds are there to help you do so if there's state funding available fantastic but what is all that paperwork what are all those things you have right. to do and that's overwhelming there's it's, the, it's a so, long haul yeah isn't it? absolutely I so think, helping to try to navigate that truly is yeah. a piece of it and when you don't have money to pay your bill it's like well i think i'm just not going to get screened yeah or i don't yep. need to go in and do my annual exam this year because i just I, I mean, I have other priorities, and I've got my children, and I've got my family to take care of. So you might make a decision that's not based on a, on the right thing. Un- unfortunately, yeah. it, it's yeah. part of the Wyoming way, right? I'm going to put myself strong. on the mm-hmm. ba- back burner, take care of my family. You know, and mm-hmm. I, yeah, and I think that is so true, and I think our statistics show that in Wyoming. It's like, why don't people have their screening? It's like phone call. You don't have to have a you know, you don't have to have an order to go have a mammogram. You can call and make your own appointment if you meet, you know, those um, general guidelines for the mammogram and get that done yourself. You don't, you need to do it. Women need to do that. And men, Mm -hmm. if you have something that changes, Mm -hmm. you need to check it out and find out what it is and then get a plan together. And if it's in the family, that's something that you certainly have to look at. Mm -hmm. I lost my mom to a type of stomach cancer. Uh Now she wasn't my blood mother. But I consider her to be my mom. Mm-hmm. Just a few years later, uh, we lost my brother to pretty much, my stepbrother, to pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, if that's in your family, take steps, go get screened. Mm-hmm. Uh, because some types of cancer are hereditary. Yeah. Uh, the things you need to watch out for, mm-hmm. just like high cholesterol, you know, which is something that I was told, well, that runs in the family. Well, sure. I didn't know that. So sure. now I got to keep an eye on that. Starting now, mm-hmm. so pays right. off. And then later. you can catch it early That's because right. you see a change. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If you're watching it from year to year. Or and when it comes to breast cancer, whether you're a male or a female, mm-hmm. uh, you need to address that because, yes, men can get breast cancer. Yes. And there, there are many every year uh, who pass away from it, probably not even realizing, you know, sure. well, they got a lump. Well, it's mm-hmm. breast cancer. Head on down there, get a mammogram, mm-hmm. uh, get x-rayed, get mm-hmm. it figured out. And, and get it taken care of. Mm-hmm. On that, i got to take a quick commercial break. Uh, we're going to have more with our Sheridan Memorial Hospital Foundation. When we return, you're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, St. Edmund's Church is receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment Member FDIC. 
Fall service events underway at Waring, Sheridan, Chevrolet, Chris Hayden. Bob, beside the lot busting with new and used vehicles, our service department is here to keep your vehicle running smoothly. Whether it's an oil change, brake repair, or anything in between, our expert technicians have got you covered. Waring Chevrolet can also help you put new tires on your vehicle with a price match guarantee. Visit us today and experience the Waring Chevrolet difference. Don't wait. The fall service event is on with amazing deals and exceptional service. Waring Chevrolet, 107 East Alder, online at waringsheridan.com. Attention, food lovers. You may have noticed there's some road construction happening out in front of Frackleton's, but don't let that deter you from culinary perfection because there are six public parking lots within walking distance. Here's just one. The corner of Brundage and Scott is just 183 steps from Frackleton's. So just park your car in one of these nearby lots and you're only a short stroll away. Don't let a little road work stop you from savoring the best flavors in town. At Frackleton's Fine Food and Spirits. Ready for lunch? Swing by Designing Dinner Sagewood North Cafe. Whether you're eating in or getting takeout, you'll enjoy soups made from scratch daily, including seafood bisque every Friday, original sandwiches like the Tarragon Chicken Salad Sandwich, or build your own. Finally, a full dessert menu with items you'll start to crave. Designing Dinner Sagewood North Cafe. Open weekdays from 11 to 3 for lunch and 9 to 5 for grab and go pick up find them on facebook where can you watch entrepreneurs compete for a share of one hundred thousand dollars eat and drink lots of deliciousness and learn about the newest startups in sheridan county the yo theater that's where jessica madden here from impact 307 announcing that the sheridan startup challenge pitch night will be showcased on wednesday november 1st at 5 30 p.m there is no cost to attend and the premier event is open to the public please join us as we support local businesses vote for your favorite startup idea for the audience choice award and stick around for the reception and winner announcement all at the Wyo Theater November 1st. Your phone is so smart. It knows where you are, what you like, where you live. And if you're a business that's using digital advertising, the equation is the same as other platforms. If your ad isn't compelling, can't be changed, and your target audience, well, isn't targeted, plus you're stuck in a contract, then you're throwing your money away. Let Shared Media help you with your digital advertising. We'll lock in your target audience, create eye-catching ads, and give you more flexibility with your campaign. Find out more by emailing sales at sharedmedia.com. That's sales at sharedmedia.com. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning I'm speaking with Sheridan Memorial Hospital Foundation Director of Donor Relations, Ada Curvin, and Development Coordinator, Jasmine Slater. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Each year in the United States, this horrible disease affects approximately 200 and 40,000 women, and about 2,100 men. The American Cancer Society recommends that women ages 40 to 44 should have the choice to start an annual breast cancer screening with mammograms if they wish to do so. Women aged 45 to 54 should get mammograms every year, and a woman 55 years of age or older can switch back to every two years or continue that yearly screening if they want. Those are only recommendations, folks. Jasmine, how does the Sheridan Memorial Hospital or the Welsh Cancer Center recognize Breast Cancer Awareness Month? Yeah, a lot of the things that we do truly do filter through the link um, and, and the link partners in pink and how we're able to um, not only support the efforts, but it really is a lot about education and awareness. Um, so a lot of the things that we do, early detection and prevention is probably the number one thing that we talk about because 
and I think this is really frustrating for a lot of people. I mean, even this, what you just talked about, 40 to 44 should be able to have the choice and 45 to 54 should go ahead and do it. You know, I think sometimes people get frustrated because there's not a direct answer, but we are not all the same. You know, what our makeup is, what our history is, what our genetics, you know, all of that, like it is so specific to each person each individual. Um, and so it is something that we do have to take control of our own health care and what is important to us and, and what is necessary for all of us. So I think a lot of the things that we do are education and helping people understand what are these things, what is important, um, along with all the things that we do as far as what is early detection, what kind of screenings are available, um, what are the comfort care funds, how can we support it, and also just what services are available what should you be talking to your primary care provider about? What should you be doing when it comes to that? Along with just the recognition of, you know, survivors, um, along with those who support those um, caregivers, I think is another big one Absolutely. when it comes to that. Yeah. Um, because that is not just, it, it can be a lot for a caregiver in any situation, you know, not just when it comes to cancer, but caregiving is something that is it takes a lot and a lot of people don't necessarily prepare aren't prepared for that or they don't know what they're getting themselves into and nor should you, I guess, um, until you, until you experience it. So a lot of that is just the education of that. Welch Cancer Center provides so many wonderful resources for that. Um, our nurse navigator, Lori Karagenis, is just such an incredible resource for that and specifies that journey for each one of our patients. You know, that, oh, go ahead, Ada. I'm sorry. Well, I was just talking about Lori and her role over there and, and all of the team really, but we've, we've received some funding that has been so significant and helped us to expand these kind of ancillary services that go along with a patient that might be going through a cancer experience. And so having a resource room, and having Lori there to guide people and what kinds of things they might need. Maybe they're having, um, they're struggling trying to get other appointments. If other health issues come up while you're in treatment, you really have to work on how you access all of that. And so Lori plays a big role in helping people uh, continue through the process and stay as well as they can while they're going through it. And then the Wyoming Breast Cancer Initiative, which is a Wyoming group that started about probably seven or eight years ago, and we've received funding from them, which helped us to build this beautiful breast boutique. And it's free for all of our community. Anyone who's been through a cancer experience can come in and meet with Lori. And if um, they need uh, prosthetics or bras or wigs and scarves and all these different kinds of things that might make their journey a little bit more comfortable, we're there to help them do that. And the funds that we raise through the link especially have helped us. And that is huge, isn't yeah. it? Um, being able to live a day where you feel normal when everything around you isn't right. is so right. beneficial to a patient who has to go in and deal with this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when your world gets turned upside down, it's vital that at least every once in a while you can you can forget about it mm-hmm. and and. It's uh, it's just one thing that you brought up, caregivers, uh, you know, because when your world is turned upside down, it's not just your world. Right. It's ours as a family. Absolutely. And being able to find support uh, when I'm taking care of, of my family member, you know, I don't want them to see me tired. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to see me struggle. 
but I do need that release somewhere. Jasmine, is there like some place within the Welsh Cancer Center where these caregivers can go and just kind of be for a moment or, or dump their, their. Lori is just, I mean, I can't say uh, sing enough praises about Lori and the resources that she provides for that. And even, you know, here in the community, she helps to provide an environment where people can have those conversations and be able to connect people in the right areas. But also there's so many state resources um, that provide that as well. And she can connect you to those as well. I think it's just, everyone's on such a specific journey, right? I mean, with cancer or even if someone, you know, if you get sick and someone has the flu and suddenly people have to stay home for a few days and everything's thrown off and now you can't drive this place or go this place. Like caregiving in general is so specific. And I think our community also has a lot of just caregiving in general resources um, through the hub or through, um, you know, a lot of other different resources that I think they're able to provide. And Lori is able to connect you to the right ones that are going to facilitate what is necessary for you. And I think that's that's a big piece of it as well. Case managers are going to be able to do that for a lot of our different patients throughout the organization, depending on what your situation is. And I think that's, that's also, I think, a vital piece and, too. And I think if Lori sees that a patient or a family is missing a piece or something's not going well for them, she can step in and and help and we've helped to provide some counseling for families and patients and we've helped people travel like jasmine said we had uh, we had one patient that needed to get to denver and really needed her husband with her through that journey and so we were able to help them go together and do that through the funds that we've raised you know Mm -hmm. and those kinds of stories are just they just touch your heart and i think you realize like Jasmine said too, it's every, every patient is different and every story is different and every family Yeah, and they all need to be treated like individuals. And like, we're, you know, we're just so happy we're there to be able to help them. And I think that's why the comfort care fund has been such a, such a beautiful fund to support over the past few years because everyone's experience is so different. Um, Some people are going to need gas cards to get back and forth. Some people need a ride in transit. Some people need, you know, a taxi ride from here or there. Um, We have people who come from over the mountain who need to be able to come and get their treatment, and they're not going to come two days early because they can't stay in a hotel and afford that. And so the Comfort Care Fund really provides that, not just for the patient, but for the entire family. What are the things that they need to be successful in that experience? And so this is a fund that is specific to Welch Cancer Center. We have other funds for for the hospital and our case managers to have that. Um, through a gap fund because, you know, we've said it so many times, everyone's experience is so different. Um, but we know there are hardships that people just don't expect. And I think that that's what's so vital is being able to provide that. And whether that is the screening that they need to initially get in the door or, you know, it's the support all throughout their journey and being able to do that. And I think that's what's so special about this fund that the link supports is being able to support everyone and meet them where they're at. And I think that's what I think that's what the patient experience is. I think that's what medical excellence is from our entire organization and them and everyone feeling empowered to provide that to our patients. I think that at every level is what is, is really special about that. And on that, Jasmine, how can somebody help? Uh, it, you know, maybe we've got a listener out there and they're like, uh, how, what am I supposed to do about that? How can I help with this? Yeah, Yeah. we have a lot of different ways and a lot of different opportunities with volunteering and just, um, giving us a call at the office. And if people are out there that want to walk in the, in the race, so our link, we haven't talked about that yet. 
Yeah, real quick. What do we got? We got it coming on Saturday at 10 a.m. And we're going to meet at beautiful Whitney Commons Park where we've been uh, since we started this journey. And so it's going to be a beautiful day. And you can come and register that morning with us there. And we've got uh, we've got a lot of people that will be there helping us with registration. We need we still need some people, I think, to help. So if someone's out there that wants to come in, I'll let Jasmine talk about that. And I just have to say, when we started this um, so many years ago, it was really one particular story that came up in our community. It was There have been many since and before that, I'm sure, but um, I was uh, able to work with Tempe Murphy, and she had a niece who had cancer. And so we just received a call from Tempe, and she said, we have to get digital mammography here in Sheridan because we're we're not hitting the mark on this. And I look at where we've come from that day and the equipment and the, the services that we have now encompass so much more. And I think it all started with that tradition of taking care of each other and our rural community. That's what we do here. Yeah. I'll let yeah. Jasmine talk about there's, other options. Yeah, there's so many volunteer opportunities. That's why this event is so special is that anyone from our community of all ages can come and help, you know, during the event. We have people who help with crosswalking, who help with handing out snacks, who help with setup and cleanup, which is wonderful, who help with T-shirts and doing those things, people who want to walk. We also have a virtual option. We have a busy community. There's a lot of people who can't come out on that one specific day. So if you want to do the virtual option and support it, you absolutely can. All the information's on SheridanHospital.org. There's so many pink things on there for you to be able to click and look at. Um, our phone number's there for you to reach us at the hospital and the foundation. And we'd just love to talk to you about what is meaningful to you. I think that's the big thing too. If it's wanting to donate, if it's wanting to contribute your time, if it's wanting to find something more long-term, if you have a story and there's something that you connect with, I think just finding that. And it's not just this one day. I mean, these efforts go on all throughout the year. We have partners, you know, born in a barn, did their mimosas and contributed $13,000 this year from their event because of their why and what's impassionate, you know, to them. The Sheridan Hawks, they play that day, but they register all their players and they go and do a walk or run all together and they auction off jerseys every year you know everyone finds a way and then we have so many incredible businesses who sponsor this event they walk sometimes they go walk together on different days sometimes they just contribute because you know people are busy and it we're just so fortunate to have so many people who meet us where they're at and with how they're able to contribute and what's what what their passion is so i think that's just what's so great about this is with this event and so many others that we're able to do that and we want to facilitate that to support the work that our that our hospital does and what's meaningful to people because we want to have a growing hospital that supports a growing community in all aspects of healthcare. Absolutely, I I have run out of time. Ada, oh. Jasmine, is there uh, you know anything else more important than taking care of patients when they're at their lowest? And I would say absolutely not. You know, and Sheridan Memorial Hospital has always stepped up and done that. And I want to thank you for coming in this morning and sharing this story. Thanks for having us, Floyd. Yeah, and thank you for all you do. Oh, I don't do as much as you guys, but uh, I'll I'll do what I can. All right, when we come back, we're going to speak with Sage Community Arts Executive Director Jill Benson. Stay with us. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Shared.
First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, St. Edmund's Church is receiving these funds for random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Moss Holders Design Center is here to help you create a space that you'll love. If you're relocating, remodeling, or just refreshing your home, Moss Holders' talented design team can help you through the process. With free in-home consultations, Moss Holders will be able to find the furniture and finishing touches that work best with your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Moss Holders designers can get it done. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Are you ready to unlock your potential as a leader? Learn more about the community and make valuable connections? The Chamber is now accepting applications for its Leadership Sheridan County program. I am here today with Bobby Mitzel. And I'm here with Ken Thorpe. And And we we are Leadership Leadership Sheridan Sheridan County County alumni. alumni. Celebrating our 30th anniversary, Leadership Sheridan County helps inspire citizens to assume leadership roles. And prepares individuals from diverse backgrounds to become influential in determining the future of Sheridan County. Anyone over the age 18 who possesses a desire to learn about the history and future of Sheridan County is encouraged to apply. Applications and more information are available at the Chamber office, 54 South Main Street. And online at SheridanWyomingChamber.org. Applications are due by October 31st. Unlock your potential and join the more than 400 Leadership Sheridan County alumni. Apply today. Your search for office supplies starts right here at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. We've stocked our office supply department with supplies that meet your everyday work challenges. Our online store at SheridanCommercial.com where you can explore and discover exclusive deals and compare prices with a few clicks. So whether you prefer the in-store experience at 303 Broadway or the digital office store at SheridanCommercial.com, the Sheridan Commercial Company and office supply store is your partner. Open seven days a week. Christmas is right around the corner, so let Legacy Diamond and Gems help you create your own unique custom design jewelry. But don't procrastinate. The deadline's November 1st for guaranteed Christmas delivery. Their professional staff can help you create a piece of jewelry that leaves your loved ones speechless. Need ideas? See some of their fine jewelry online for inspiration at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Stop by their temporary location at 17 East Lauks between P.O. News and the Chocolate Tree. That's Legacy Diamond and Gems in downtown Sheridan. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. Proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. My next guest is the executive director of Sage Community Arts, Jill Benson. Good morning, my friend. Good morning, Floyd. How, how's it been? How, how's it going on down uh, at Sage? It is just going fabulous. We just got in our new show, and I will have to say it was one of the most pleasant shows to install. Usually we will lay out the show, and then we have a brilliant guy come in and does all the measuring and everything. But this time I was working with our artists or there's just some finesse that we wanted that was a little different with some of the pieces. And I was like, you know, I would like to procrastinate on some of my other things that I should be doing. So I will install the show. And it was, <laughs> it's a good out. It was a great out. I'm like, this is, um, 
What it really helps me remember is why we're doing what we're doing down at Sage, getting to be a place to to be a new platform for artists to get to present the work that means so much to them. And this show is called The Arrival, Arrivals by Brittany Denham Wisenot. And it is her first solo show that she has been able to do here in her hometown. And it is an absolute honor that we get to uh, be the place that she shows this this solo show that we've seen bits and pieces out of a couple other places, but now that this is culminated with some brand new pieces that she just did at a residency this summer uh, that have never been showcased before. And so we get to be that place and the excitement that she had when we were laying out and talking about it as she's unra- um, unwrapping these beautiful tapestries she's been working on and to know that that's what we got to provide for her and um, that she trusts us as those uh, as us here running Sage to take care of these giant babies for yeah. her, really. And um, so and it was last week on one of the rainy days and so these beautiful tapestries was the most comforting show to put up and she's like you know if you need to just wrap up in one i'm like Don't text me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds lovely but it the show came together so great and she has such an amazing vision for how she sees her work and stuff and it's great to work with another gal who is a gallery manager so she understands not only from the artist's point of view but from our view as gallery managers as well, she's like, here's how it lays out. Here's the, she did a new hanging system for us, which was just brilliant. They lay so nicely on the wall. They're very secure, but it was also, it didn't damage my walls either more than, you know, little nails here and there. But it also um, was really easy to install, which we appreciate so much. Granted, there was one wall that I did on my own, which like I can do it. I got it all by myself. But when you actually ask for help, that was really, really easy. <laughs> that one wall was like, okay, when you're 96 or 93 inches tall by 60 inches wide up on a ladder, I'm like, maybe I should reassess some of my life choices. Yeah, right? right? Now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little asking for help now and then is yes, not a bad thing. It's a good, good thing. Luckily, now- my gallery manager is watching the whole time, like, I think I should assist at this point. (laughs) Jumping in whether you want to or not, right? Now, when it comes to, uh, like, an artist coming into Sage, if they've got, like, a solo exhibition going on, which actually doesn't happen too much, does it? I mean, that's it's kind of a rarity. Yeah, we've been seeing a lot more collaborative shows or um, couples coming in. Uh, This next year, we'll see a few more solo shows Brittany's kind of helping us kick off to some more solo shows in between you know we absolutely love our national juried shows yeah uh, but that brings in you know 15 to 30 different artists at one point which is great but then when we get to focus in on one of those one specific medium or how they their diverse body of work is really exciting to get to do and to be able to come to us for that they simply submit uh, either a proposal of an idea that they see for this space or they have like, with Brittany she already had it a, a developing work and knew that there would be more pieces that would be made for it but gave us the the base idea and I took it to my selection committee and they're like of course this is definitely a, a show we want to to have but we selected that back in 21 and we're now (laughs) finally here to see her show which is really exciting that we have such a 
a want for people to show with us and that we are a coveted place to show. And so we um, are able to book out for so long. So we are looking for people to submit with us uh, for 25. Really oh, booked my goodness. 24. <laughs> really exciting, which is a great, it speaks so much to where Sage has come from, from being um, back in the older days, it was like, oh, right, I think we need to change our show next week. Um, yeah. any, anybody got some work for us? <laughs> <laughs> and through the years, we've really advanced and been able to get to a, a coveted place that we're able to diversify who we're showing. Uh, a lot of them do come from our national jury shows and our partners at the uh, different artist residencies. When they come in, they see this space, they fall in love with Wyoming, and we're able to help bring them back. Absolutely. Now, uh, <laughs> I've only got about three minutes left, but if we, I got a question for you. When an artist comes in, is it situationally dependent if they get to help you curate or lay everything out? Or is that just one of those situations where you're like, I know the space, let me help you out. I'm going to lay out your art. I would say it's a little situational in that um, some have a vision of what they want. And they're um, like we had the installation artists last year and they very much had the vision and some of the way that they were doing it. So we we left them to it. Um, I do have strict rules of don't touch my lights. I will set those. Um, but other than that, I have been able to step back and try to release some of the reins a bit. Not always great at it, but um. I don't think any of us are. My <laughs> and so. But I do work with them to say, like, we really know this uh, space. If there's certain um, groups you want us to show or certain ways that they speak to one another, your pieces, we can, you know, give us some direction. But we'd be happy to lay it out. And a lot of times, mostly we have been the ones who lay it out because they take that the artist gets to step back from it. They they that's one less thing they have to do to put together a show. Um, And Brittany, she wanted uh, she did help me lay it out, but we really, we work together very much hand in hand with this one of like talking about, well, how this wall looks versus this wall, how these pieces will fit, what this space can actually have. And so it was definitely a collaborative effort on this one. How long will Brittany's show be up? So it officially opens tomorrow, October 17th, and it will run through November 25th. Her reception will be October 26th, and then her artist talk will be the second part of our tributary lecture series on november 8th fantastic jill i want to thank you for taking the time jumping in here this morning real quick and talking to me about this it's always a pleasure seeing you my friend thank you all right you've been listening to public pulse on 9 30 caroe and 103.9 fm sheridan First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, St. Edmund's Church is receiving these funds for random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. 
First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment Member FDIC. From Billings to Buffalo, this is the News Talk Station, FM 103.9 and 930 AM KROE. KROE. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. It's time to start thinking about tires. Uh, thanks for reminding me. I need new tires. Well, we're rolling out the deals for our automotive and power sports customers. All in-stock ATV, side-by-side, and cycle tires are 25% off. And if we don't have what you need in stock, you'll get 10% off your order. That's a great deal. And automotive customers will get a free oil change when we swap out summer tires for winter tires or install four new tires. Make tracks to Sheridan Honda and Power Sports today. Wyo Renovation is not a remodeling company. They're a renovation company. They'll purchase your property, no matter the condition, and renovate it back to its former glory. They're a compassionate and caring company that is wanting to assist those with properties that the owners don't know what to do with or simply cannot do the work anymore. Find out more at wyorenovation.com or find them on Facebook. McDonald's restaurants in Sharon have the opportunity you've been waiting for. They're looking for enthusiastic open and closer crew members starting at an impressive $17 per hour. At McDonald's, Larry Starrow and the crew are all about helping you reach your goals. Open and closer crew members are the heart and soul of McDonald's success. Ready to join the fun starting at $17 per hour? Go online to myhire.com or stop by any Sheridan McDonald's location to pick up an application. After an aerial dogfight, pilot officer Jack Absolute flies home to win the heart of his old flame, Lydia Languish. Back on British soil, Jack's advances soon turn to anarchy when the young heiress demands to be loved on her own, very particular terms. See how this rollicking new comedy works out as National Theatre Live presents Jack Absolute Flies Again, Thursday, October 26th at 6pm in Sheridan's Wyo Theatre. Get your tickets at the Wyo Box Office or online at wyotheatre.com. Little known fact, The Thing started out as just a stagehand before he became an actual co-star of the Adams Family. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, the same goes for those used Warbifors, motorcycles, and snowmobiles that are just gathering cobwebs around your place. Maybe you don't go haunting anymore. I mean hunting anymore. Hando's Service Center will buy your used machine and give it a new life. Disclaimer. Handles used for before are not actually haunted, and the ghost repellent kit is for entertainment purposes only. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930. KROE, Sheridan. KROE.